In this post, I want to talk a little bit about the value of history and why we should not cheapen it. I occasionally hear the phrase, oh well, I'm not a historian, so I don't care much about the details, I just want to be entertained. I do understand this reasoning, and you may not be a historian, and technically neither am I, at least not yet anyway, because none of my credentials are in history, but about one-third of my undergraduate courses that I took either directly involved history or were closely related in social science fields. Furthermore, I am a social studies teacher, which is technically not a historian either, but it involves a lot of historical skills, and I had to take a number of pedagogy courses on how to actually teach students to think historically. So what is the problem? My two problems with that aforementioned phrase, or similar ones to it, are, first of all, it's a devaluation of the field of history in general. It assumes that history, and to some extent social sciences, are inherently boring, worthless, and a waste of time. How many times have I heard the ignorant phrase, oh, history is boring, it's just a bunch of dates and stuff that happened to some people who've been dead for like hundreds of years or whatever. Never mind that, historians really don't just sit around and endlessly memorize dates or random trivia. We're not playing Jeopardy. I mean, we could easily devalue any other field. If history is a, just a bunch of dates and dumb facts to people, then mathematics is just a bunch of stupid numbers and symbols. Biology is just a bunch of squishy, gooey cells and animal and plant life. Medicine is just a bunch of Latin words and drugs and diseases. Art is just paint, brushes, and canvas. Engineering is just buildings, rulers, geometry, and steel-reinforced concrete. I could go on, right? Secondly, it's a devaluation of the skills that historians possess. If history is such a useless field, then I guess the very well-developed research skills that historians possess are pretty much useless as well. There's this implication that there's no need to be meticulous in your research. Instead, I suppose historians should just condone a sense of intellectual laziness. Like, oh, I don't care about the details, so therefore I have no reason to check the accuracy or veracity of something. It's more important that I'm entertained. Sadly, that's essentially an endorsement of style over substance. Within this context, my definition of style over substance is that which is solely meant to capture your attention and create an impression without significantly contributing to your understanding. I mean, you might as well just pay for fake news and hyperbole. And that crap is usually free. Yes, research can be hard, but the basics are relatively simple. I mean, surely you can do some basic research, it just requires a bit of practice and patience. Unfortunately, it gets worse when those types of people who say those types of things try to provide an analysis or opinion on something. It's like watching the news, getting a 90-second snippet on some story, and then coming up with a broad opinion on the matter. My question is, how much can you really conclude from 90 seconds of television broadcasts and mass media? It's also like watching a based-on-a-true-story movie, and then having that film influence your perception of the topic. Since we all know that Hollywood makes up its own BS version of history, being overly influenced by a piece of Hollywood historical fiction is effectively an endorsement of historical negationism. Note that I did not say revisionism because that would perhaps imply a bit of critical re-examination of the facts. There's also the potential for the distortion of reality and the perception of myths and misconceptions. I mean, just look up any website that lists movie inaccuracies and you're bound to find ones that people have tried to pass off as facts to you because they didn't bother to dig any deeper or do any research for themselves. My point is, how much do you really know about these topics? How much have you studied or read up on them? Is your sole perception of those events only from what you saw on the evening news or in a movie? I mean, that's a joke if I've ever heard one. That's a fast track not only down the path of ignorance, but also to tons of bias. 
If these kinds of people have the gall to brush off history as useless game show trivia, write off historical research skills as pointless, and then go on acting like experts because of what they saw on the news or in a movie, well, I'm sorry, then why should I pay attention to their opinion on anything mildly related to history? So you saw it in a movie, played it in a video game, watched the 6pm news, and have no other reputable sources to lend credibility to your opinion. Yeah, I'd say that makes your opinion pretty much pointless and kind of a joke. A waste of time. If you're more concerned with being entertained, then go watch the Kardashians run around being shallow, airheaded, attention-seeking twits. This does raise the question, does history need to be entertaining? No doubt some history can be quite boring, but that's largely a matter of personal taste. What one person finds boring, another person could find fascinating. There are some students who say that history class needs to be entertaining. Understandably, when you're dealing with children or teenagers, you can't expect them to have the research skills of an adult, much less a more mature understanding of the world. Therefore, some degree of simplification is warranted. However, this raises the question of to what extent do we need to simplify history or make it entertaining just so people can digest it? Hypothetically, let's say that if we're going to simplify and make history entertaining, and no, I'm not talking about the YouTube channel Oversimplified, then why not just throw historical accuracy to the wind? I mean, who cares about the facts, right? You're just here to be entertained. Hollywood already has a nice selection of historical fiction for your viewing pleasure, but let's make up some of our own titles and storylines. So here's one I like to call Southern Freedom. This would be a musical set in the 1800s where all the African-American slaves sing gospel music about how great it is to serve under their benevolent white southern plantation owners who uplift them from destitution and provide them with work opportunities. They're so happy that they just decide to work the cotton fields for free. Plus, the slaves that ran away are really just exercising and training for the 100-meter dash. How about another award-winning film called Prisoners of Love, an epic romantic drama set in the 1930s and 40s, featuring four characters on opposite sides of the world. In Poland, a dashing Nazi SS officer at a concentration camp meets and falls in love with a Jewish woman. In Nanjing, China, a handsome imperial Japanese soldier falls in love with a Chinese woman. Will the love of both these couples resist the cataclysmic forces of war? Well, I mean, oddly enough, a supposed love affair occurred at the Sobibor camp between a Viennese Jewish woman and an SS Sergeant Paul Groff. The woman was later murdered when fellow SS men discovered the affair, at least according to one historian. And finally, we have Hijack Hijinks, a slapstick comedy about September 11th where a bunch of bumbling Arab men are mistaken for terrorists and actually find themselves in the cockpits of four airliners after the pilots all fall asleep at the controls at the same time. The only way to stop the planes is to physically fly them into something. Yeah, it'll be like airplane all over again. What? You say that these titles and storylines are offensive to the memory of these people? Well, I don't care if it's historically accurate. Remember, we're just here to be entertained. Durr. The problem here is that when taken to an extreme and historical accuracy is disregarded for the sole sake of entertainment, then the product risks crossing a line where it becomes offensive to the suffering and memory of others. History effectively becomes a big joke. Thankfully, most quote-unquote based-on-a-true-story films are not this blatantly insensitive, but the point here is not to suspend all efforts at research for the mere sake of entertainment value. Effective research, indeed the entire scientific method, is predicated on the power of inquiry. Asking the right question is one of the keys to the effective evaluation of information. This is why so many teachers try to build effective inquiry directly into the lessons they teach. Simply put, if the teacher is doing most of the work, then the students are not doing much of the learning. 
So I'm not going to sit around and spoon feed my history lesson to students in the form of tweets or text messages and explosion-filled 90-second video edits solely for the sake of keeping their attention, however short that may be. I should not have to dumb down history just to accommodate the need for constant stimulation. Rather, it's important that I teach young people how to come up with effective questions and conduct the actual research themselves. Through that process, they will learn and retain the information better. In other words, make the students do the work. So why is history valuable? History is a narrative. It literally has the word story in it. More importantly, history is a story that is built upon verifiable facts. It goes back to my previous post on digital journalism and why citing sources is important. A well-cited piece of writing is far more credible than one with no or very poor sources. Whenever I pick up a new history book, I immediately go to the bibliography and look at any endnotes or footnotes that the author used and what sources they have. Those things tell me a lot about how the author did their research. The idea that history is irrelevant to modern times is shallow and dismissive. As I noted in my post on why study history, history allows us to contextualize modern events, identify trends, and forecast potential outcomes, refine our usage of logic to understand causes and effects, and to understand who we are as people. It's not a prescriptive or a crystal ball, but it allows us to be more informed about humanity and what we've done throughout time. More importantly, the study of history is valuable because it provides a framework for our ability to think about events historically. Whether or not you care about national politics, society, or ancient civilizations, you still think about events that happen to you personally. We live our lives and accumulate experiences that shape us in many ways. As we grow older, we look back and consider those events in our youth and compare our present and future selves to that. Who was that role model you looked up to? What was that one traumatic experience you never want to repeat? What are you doing right now and what outcomes do you hope will happen to you in the future? In short, we use historical skills every time we contextualize and rationalize our own experience and our place in the world. While a study of history may not seem valuable, there is still value in your own life and how you organize and recognize your agency in it. We would not be the masters of our own lives if we weren't able to use historical skills to some extent.